it's your boy E, and uh, typically on Fridays, we do something different than what I plan on doing today. Today is going to be more heartfelt because of all the stuff that's going on in the country and in the community, so I'm going to tell you it's limited client talk, so if you want to exit, now your time. If not, not in our problems. Next. Good morning. In uh, today's episode, I wanted to take a step back. Normally on Fridays, we have fun, and I want to return to that hopefully next Friday. But I'd be lying if I said, well, I'm in a fun mood today. I'm not. None of us should be. Um, If you lived under a rock, I completely understand if you have not been watching the news lately because you like happy stuff, I completely understand. So as I normally do, I'm going to give you five seconds to turn away because this is not a happy episode. We are going to discuss race. In episode two, uh, it was no African-Americans. I kind of wanted you guys to see what I suffered through as an African-American client trying to negotiate and book some of the lovely ladies as such. It being so difficult that oftentimes I don't even deal with women in my own city or my state. I just recently started doing it again because I realized I can't paint everyone in that broad brush. So, here's your five seconds. As usual, I will help count you down. Five, four, three, two. If you're still here, then you're ready for this discussion. Um... As I said at the very onset of this show, in episode one, we'll discuss everything. And today we're going to discuss race because shit is fucked up in this country. We live in two separate Americas. We live in an America where you can violently protest COVID, you know, flip the refrigerators over cars and knock down light poles. And the president supports that. He'll actually say, hey, you know. Keep giving them hell so they can open because some of you need your jobs. But we live in the same country where three weeks later, a black man is kneeled on on his neck. And we're told that the thugs need to be stopped at all costs to reduce and eliminate violence. I want you guys to look in the context of these words. The president, who is now currently censored by Twitter is legit telling people that the black thugs, he didn't say black, the thugs need to be stopped. But if you are black, and for my witnesses who who are not, thug is one of those words that we know what you are really trying to say. Um, I typically don't bring up the president, and this is the rare time I'm going to do it. But this is the same guy who said that him and Jeffrey Epstein are real good friends. Um, If you watch Netflix, they have a whole Jeffrey Epstein series. I want to break that down probably in a week or two. But I want to watch it and gather thoughts first. But on the first episode, they quote Trump as saying, we both like young ladies and things of that nature to that effect. And I wonder how much they're going to allow him to continue to talk and, and receive credibility because he's tearing down that office. And I feel sorry if it is Biden or whoever replaces him because the the office of the presidency is a joke now.
because we have a joke guy in who can't even acknowledge that race is a problem. And to be fair to him, it was there when Obama was there, and it was there when Bush was there, and Clinton, etc. But now I think we've gotten to a point where we need to have a discussion. So someone's going to say, this is a lifestyle blog about escorts and, and clients. Well, it is. And I'll help you guys out. In my very second episode, I discussed how no AA, no African-American, for those of you trying to figure out the abbreviations, bothered me. Well, in this country, it's the same thing. We live in two separate countries, and it's fucked. I mean, y'all got to understand some of the stuff that we go through as blacks. Okay, so if I go to a restaurant with my white friends, I'm not even looked at. <laughs> you know, I'm not even acknowledged until the very end of the order. And my food typically comes out last. And I don't order something like a steak. You know, I order a burger like everyone else just to keep it regular. You know, when I go to a restaurant with my black friends, half the time I don't even get a white server. I get a server of a person of color. They will, And it's not because I'm sitting in a certain section. It's because that's how some people are. I've been told I was a bad tipper. Not me, the race. And any lady who has seen me will tell you that's not true. Um... We're told that we're more violent. We're more aggressive. We are loud. I know black people who have these views. And I've debated them and I'm like, really? But let the other people in this lifestyle do these things. And they're not counted like we are. If I screw up tomorrow on a date, guess what? I represent five of me. If one of the white or non-person of color, because I know someone's going to say, well, then they represent they, that person. And it's, well, it's more of good apples than bad. But let me screw up. Then the next guy can't get a date. I've been told by people, jokingly or not, you know, shout out to your people and tell them this in order to be better clients that. I'm, I, I'm not going to do that. And here's why. Because you don't tell the white client, hey, white client, in order to be a better white client, tell your other white clients this. Hell no. And I got white buddies who listen, so y'all know this doesn't apply to y'all. So I'm not going to do be the one to be the, the, the torchbearer or the or the flag holder for the black race. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to speak like you would speak to anyone else, person to person, face to face. If I'm being honest, this country is set up for us to fail. I'm going to peek you guys behind the curtain. I'm a 12-year social worker. Before that, I did 10 years in the military. I have degrees after Yang. There are more alphabets after my last name. I can make quite the bowl of soup. But it means nothing. Because at a red light, I'm just a nigga. That's all I am to whoever the cop that pulls me over is. I have drafted reports that have been read by senators, congressmen. I have spoke at the state capitol where I met. On the rights for foster youth. You know what I've even done? I have been part of intelligence briefings that require such a crazy clearance that you have no idea the length that it took to get into my private life for me to have that type of privilege to have that clearance. But you know what else? I've also been stopped 
on suspicion alone because I fit a profile and was called boy the whole entire time during the stop. I've been called uppity nigger. ER. For my people listening who's in nigger, yes, ER. I have been called burnt toast, you name it. And you know why? Because I thought initially it was a lack of understanding and they didn't know who I was or what I do or how I get down. Nah. The reality was born here in the south and in the south that's how they talk to us in the early 80s and 90s they didn't respect us we just don't have respect fast forward to 2020 it's still the case but it's not just the south I'm not letting the south be the people who are consistently bashed when we have these conversations about race or republicans because that happened in Minnesota the incident that even has me talking today happened in the north of the Midwest. I know people in Ohio who will tell me, man, that's going to go down in Ohio on a regular in Indiana. Okay, so I've been to Indiana. <laughs> man, I'll tell you, it wouldn't have shocked me had that happened in Indiana. But it happened in Minnesota, Prince's hometown. An area I would have never thought in a million years was capable of that. But this is America. The other America, the America where you can say and do bullshit and get a free pass if you're of a certain skin tone. But if I say and do it, it's going to circle back. I got to give you guys a case in point. So I work for a state agency. I'm not going to say the one. And I was asked one time to go through my employees profiles. And if you find anything or you find anything on social media. We'll have an investigation. Problem was, we had some employees that were acting up real bad, and they wanted us to, to set a standard and set a point. Couldn't find anything initially. So we did drug tests. All of them popped negative, which was good because I kept my employees. Oh, but I continued to dig. I'm a Virgo, and that's what we do. Research is kind of our thing. And I found one of my employees on one of her old social media accounts, made some pretty colorful comments on a certain race case. I won't say the one, but let's just say he used to be a running back for the Buffalo Bills. Now, if you know that case, you know he probably did that. <laughs> he did that. But, it wasn't the fact that she made comments on it. It was the comments that she made about it that generalized our race. I brought it to the attention of my employees and my coworker and my supervisor because I wanted her fired. I even suspended her. It got to my department head. He relieved her of the suspension. She had to do ethnic training. Now, mind you, this wasn't that long ago. She's young. It's just... It's a popular joke to joke on Batman. But she made it racial in a caring kind of way. Those of you who know a caring can kind of relate. I just don't feel safe around black people. That's why I don't date out of my race. Was kind of one of the comments. And then she mentioned, you know, Nicole Brown Simpson and OJ as a perfect example as to why she did not do it. Her right. Probably her right on social media. I was probably going to get her suspended. I had a black employee hashtag Black Lives Matter 
I can tell you how many times they asked me to drug test him. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't find anything. He showed up late to work one day, and then he got transferred out of my department. And then all this hell started raining down on him. And next thing you know, he's in my office trying to get his back in my department. I'm like, man, they transferred you. And then he transferred and he left. Two separate Americans. Even in the workplace, he left because he knew what they were doing. Every job does these things to some certain extent. And if y'all don't think, if y'all think that it's only exclusive to Texas, I can tell you now, it's not. I saw a post that I retweeted recently. I saw a post, excuse me, because it broke off. And the young lady talked about HR tactics. <laughs> the shady things that are going around there. Jobs can be real shady and how they match race. So if you think it happens professionally and it's masked or sometimes even overtly done in our personal lives, who's going to have a problem with that? So if you're asking, well, how does this affect me as a client? Because I know there are those who listen because they want the client perspective. Well, there are ladies who won't see us and they're opposed today <laughs> From ladies who say as African-American companions, they get the worst. I mean, the absolute worst kinds of emails and DMs. And it's like, that's the world we live in. And, and, and my favorite is back to blue or I didn't come to your site or your or your blog or your podcast for that. I came for this because you want an escape and you want to remain silent. You don't want to acknowledge your pain. You don't want to acknowledge the pain your country feels, your fellow man feels, because it does not affect you. But it affects those who you deal with online and in person in the podcast. So you think it's safe to have that, oh, I just wish we got back to normal or discuss this, but it's not. Because your silence is speaking the volume that you don't even know. So I don't fuck with y'all. And I can't right now. My voice has to be used to help my people. So when you see me retweet, my black is beautiful. Or you see me say I support all things black. I mean, honestly, I'm just doing what needs to be done. Because if it's not done, we'll never be treated equal. There's a comedian who said, we fight for the wrong kinds of things. When gays had a similar issue, and if that's the wrong term, hey man, hit me up and I'll correct it. Or the LGD. LGBTQ community fight. They fight for equal rights. When we first got off the ground, we just wanted to be treated civilly. I'll never forget that joke. Because we weren't even treated civilly. We had to have a fight for civil rights first. Long before it became equal. And that's where we are now. We're still not even treated civilly. You know, when I talk to my kids... Versus when my white friends talk to their kids about police interactions, how those conversations go. I know because I've seen this, right? I have a white friend. When he talks to his kids about, you know, police interactions, you know, keep your hands on your steering wheel. Make sure you have all your identification ready and ask them what you did wrong. And if they don't give you the right answer, you call me. I will show up and we will have a discussion with that police officer. You know... And I had that same conversation with my sons and my daughters. It did not go like that. It was make sure you keep your camera phone on even during the stop. If one of you are talking, one of you are recording. Make sure your hands are visible at all times. 
Make sure you're asking clear questions. Make sure you do exactly what they say. Make sure they always see your hands. Make sure the phone is always on. Make sure when you're having this conversation that you're yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They tell you what's wrong. You stay silent. Never show them an act of aggression. Never talk back. I have to have that conversation. I have to have that conversation because just like when I go see these ladies who say no AA or whatever, which I don't get to see them, I have to do extra because my life and what I'm living deserves extra commentary on it. Otherwise, it's going to be treated differently than what the other person is going to be treated as. Because that's the America I live in. You would think going through the same streets, living in the same neighborhoods, that we all were the same, but we're not. It's almost like we're in a dystopian world where y'all see it one way. We see it way different. The cops like go through t like warps where they treat one side of the community one way and one side a whole different way. And you're blinded by it. So you don't understand. So you'll say something ignorant, not stupid, but ignorant. Like, oh, Officer John is good to us and we should support the cops. And, you know, when your interaction with him happened, you probably just didn't do this. Shut up. Because I did. Okay? I'm media savvy. I know how to talk to cops. Officer John's an asshole. And he's a racist. And you're defending him. Because you don't understand my side. Yes, the one thing I hate is when you talk to people and they blindly defend what they assume they know. Because you're always wrong. The uh, the perpetual pessimist. I have several in my family who I don't even talk to because it's going to go that way every single time. They don't want the full story. They just want to hear why you think you may have done wrong and leave it at that. My mom's one. Oh my God. She's a, the worst pessimist I've ever known. But the negativity here today is pointed because a man was killed violently while being nonviolent in broad daylight on camera. But in the same week, we had a Karen episode. A man, another black man, by the way was simply bird watching a Harvard educated bird watcher. Guess what happened to him? A Karen came by with her dog, not on a leash, which was the requirement where she was, Central Park. The dog was destroying everything and he recorded it. So she leashes her dog to the point to where it can barely move and she's choking it. And he's recording it and she's Basically doing the whole fake hysteria. My life's in danger. There's an African-American trigger word. Male. And I, I don't feel safe. You want to know why I don't fuck with some white people? It's because of that. It is hard as it is for me. To be out here doing this. Let alone to know that. You can fake mass hysteria. And it'll cost me my life. And you weaponize it like you're, you know, basically at the gun range. <laughs> you know. And you're loading up your bullets. You don't understand the words you say 
You know, let me take that back. You know exactly what it is you're doing. And I can't fuck with you or be around you if you're going to constantly put my life in danger. Or if I don't feel safe around you. Or if the transaction might not have been a certain way because we both had mixed goals or expectations. You're more likely to get the benefit of the doubt than I am. And I can't be around people who have the ability to have that particular advantage. It is tough enough as it is to be black, wake up, and live my life. Let alone to live it knowing that someone holds anything over me. Sorry, not sorry. So, I don't deal with particular people full time. Now, this this does not say I don't. I have people in my life who are non-people of color. Many of them. But I don't particularly deal with too many others because of that. It's just hard. I, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point in my lifetime where I can sincerely say I trust like that because I've had my trust destroyed too many times. True story. You guys like my stories for whatever reason. I get the most compliments on my life experiences. So I'm going to keep telling them to you. Because they seem to work. I was um, contracting shortly after my military days. And while contracting, we were in El Paso shortly before we went to Yuma. And a buddy of mine took us to this place. I don't even know if it's still up. I think it was a landing strip. Had this full airplane outside. It was a strip club. Pretty awesome. And we had a good time there. Then we went to downtown El Paso. And we stayed at that Marriott. If you guys know where that Marriott is, it's right right around the corner from UTEP, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Us and a couple of people we met at the landing strip went there. It's heavily inebriated. So much so that I left that government rental car parked there. Because a little bar, not too far outside of where we were, was a stone's throw to the hotel. I just figured in the morning, I can go pick it up. No biggie. It's got government plates. It's not going anywhere. Especially in El Paso. How about I was stopped walking? Walking. I left my car parked. This was 2009 because I did not want it to be involved in any kind of vehicular accident. And I was stopped walking. I'll never forget that. One cop was white, one was Hispanic. The white one had more seniority. The Hispanic one asked all the questions. Up until I asked my questions, why was I stopped? The Hispanic guy stopped talking because he had no clue. The white guy was like, well, we hadn't seen you around here. And, you know, we out, we were having these incidents lately of, of break-ins. So you think I'm some unfamiliar person who you can't even subscribe in detail? Who you can't even describe in detail? That's exactly what I asked. And the Latin officer, the white officer, he was like, hey, sounds like you got an attitude. I said, oh, here we go. I don't have an attitude. I'm just asking What does this suspect look like? So when I contact my lawyer, at least I can have all the facts straight. And I'm going to need your badge number because I feel like when I call your supervisor in the morning, I want to also tell them 
this took place. Now, what he did not know was that while I was there in his city, we were invited on the way to Arizona by the contractors there because we were going to meet up with them. And those contractors were friends with the mayor and city council. So, I called them anyway. But when they asked me for the information of the badges, I had one badge number, the young Latino guy. The white guy didn't give me his. He said, that'll be enough. Got in his car and drove off. You know why he did that? Because he knew. He knew what I knew, what that young Latino officer did not know. He had no damn reason to stop me walking. But he took every advantage of it because he thought he had somebody. They ran my driver's license, even though I wasn't driving. I was walking. They saw my government ID. They saw my GS rating. Realized, oh, I might know some people and left. I don't know what happened to that young police officer who gave me his badge number, but I can tell you that white guy was safe. Despite me describing him. Pulled over walking. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget pulling into Australia. I'm going to one of the brothels and being told we don't take blacks. Same in Singapore. I'll never forget anything that has a racial connotation with my name or my me being there attached to it. And it's everywhere. The irony about Australia was uh, there were more ladies openly willing to not even partake in the lifestyle and provide you that kind of relaxation rather than me paying it's just you know I was in the lifestyle at that point a good three four years and I knew that it was just quicker and safer but that particular brothel no Singapore yeah the guy said that the black guys typically hurt his women and not in a bad way as far as physical it's just you know the things that happen sexually because of the you know, rumor that our penises are a certain size compared to others. May it be true or not, what I do know is he didn't want to see me that day. I came back the next day and I was I told my buddies, man, I don't even want to go there. I don't even see black guys. And the new guy was like, shit, I'll take your money. <laughs> and it wasn't a problem. But it didn't register at the time like it does now that, I mean, there are people who have a problem. You know, and they have a problem with me because of my skin color. I want you guys to get that in perspective. Not anything that I've done. Not my character. Not my content. Simply my skin color fucks with people. That's it. You know, I tell you guys I'm in a couple of DM chats and I am. I'm in like three. Two of them I actively, I mean daily we have conversations in two of them. And one recently we talked about how you fetishize things. And, you know, I remember a young lady telling me that if you can do me a solid, not refer to African women like food, like my chocolate queen or this, that, and the other. I didn't realize I was doing that, but I was, right? And she said that that fetishizes us. And I remember going, wow, I wonder how many times I've seen someone fetish. It, it, it happens quite often. You know, we have... What is that? The uh, snow bunny for the white girls. The uh, you know chocolate or candy bar for. I've seen. I've heard. You name it. 
but it was a food re- reference and it had a black woman's name, Spicy Latina. I, I can tell you that there's a lot of them out there. And I learned in that exchange that, you know what, she's probably right. She is right. So I'm not going to do that. You're beautiful if I retweet you. Even if I don't, you're beautiful. That's just it. And I bring this up because it's the skin. You know, because she's black, she's not going to be chocolate. Her skin's going to be her skin no matter what. I'm black. It's my black skin that people see and sometimes instantly have an issue with or treat me differently because they see it. Now, there'll be some jerk out there who'll mark it back to the days that came. But if you want to use the Bible as your reference, I got to be honest with you, unless you're 100% Jewish, we're all the people who Paul spoke to. We're all non-Jews. Thus, you know, when the word goes back, we're all going to be saved the same. We're Gentiles. Every last one of us. So, because I'm black and you're not, means nada. Just saying. For the for my religious people, look, I can do this all day. I sometimes preach to Don't ask why. Uh, I'm fed up. And I think all of us are. And this shit's just getting old. We can't even go and live our basic lives without interference. And I'm pissed. Getting past my anger, I'm going to tell you why. Some of y'all are silent. Some of you are choosing to let this just blow over like all the other times. And you figure if you're just quiet, you don't talk on it, or you just retweet us, that makes it safe and you've done your part. It's like when you go down to the to your friend's urban community area and, and participate in her bake sale and buy a set of cookies. I've done my part. You ain't really do shit. You just drove, you're a driver by. You're not in it. I'm in it. I woke up in it. I was born in it. I live in it. I've taken jobs that puts me back in it and helps my people get out of it. But never forget what I said at the beginning. I can do all this. And some of you will still call me a nigga at your your house parties. Or you'll get together and ask those questions. Is it okay if I say this? You know it's wrong. That's why you asked. You make us feel crazy and uncomfortable at your parties. Because that's the topics y'all like to bring up when you have a black person around. Because you would probably have them had we not been around. It's just you're peeking us behind that curtain when we are around. That's a movie. For if anyone is listening at this point and you've gotten past me being pissed. It's uh, called Tyrell. T is in Tango, Y is in Yankee. R as in Ralph, E as in Echo, L as in Lima. You will see the progressions of how it gets eerily uncomfortable for Tyrell <laughs> at this party. And the funny part of why it's called Tyrell, you'll really get laugh. Because that's not even his name in the movie. But you'll see why the main character is just constantly pissed. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. He is pushed to the edge in every, in every clip of that movie. But he takes it like a champ. Because he, he knows the down and distance. He knows the room. He knows in that room he's at a disadvantage. And he could possibly die if he says the wrong thing. When you're running a bunch of incels. 
or you're feeding to incels who are silent right now, who are blocking us on Twitter and Reddit and Facebook and Instagram, who are right now doing whole Blue Lives Matters or we're not having a discussion about that one black guy or or they're saying my favorite. Can we have a discussion on black on black violence? You know, we can have those discussions if you allow black people to police black people. But you don't. Much like the carpetbaggers you were, you find a certain kind of homage and manifest destiny or pride, if you will, coming down to the urban communities and saving us from ourselves. And that's where you are. And again, this does not apply to everyone. But the ones who take particular offense and don't see things our way. There's a reason why we have codes around you guys. There's a reason why when I was I was raised, I was told when I when I'm around certain people act a certain kind of way. Because you take what we do out of context and label it for our entire race. And we will never get peace. Here's some fun facts about Eric you probably did not know, but you will learn today. I do not drink grape juice or eat watermelon or fried chicken around white people. I just don't. You know why? Because I've came to the understanding that if I do that one time, someone's going to say something or think something. And I'd be damned if I'm your stereotype. Do I enjoy it? You goddamn right I do. But will you ever see me eat it? Hell no. And fuck if I don't love fried chicken. It's just delicious. I uh, had grape crush the other day. But many of my white friends will never know it. Unless they're listening. <laughs> you know what else? I like rap music. I love it. I quote it often. I also like rock, heavy metal, you name it. But what many of them ever get to see that? No. Because I don't need them saying, is it okay if I say nigger because he says it? Ha! You're saying, well, they don't say that shit. Wanna bet? <laughs> Not only do they say that, they know when to stop when it's coming up. Because they know the song. <laughs> I remember on my ship, the uh, song from Jay-Z. Jigga, what's my motherfucking name? And who I'm rolling with? Who my... Now, you're probably singing that. Or you're looking for it. Because it's Jigga, my nigga, right? I had a co-worker. Every time the N-word would pop, he would look at us. And we would look at him like, I wish you would. Don't do it, Andy. <laughs> and Andy knew. This is not a career or life option that will end well for me. <laughs> so I need to chill. But, don't think Andy didn't go home and do it. <laughs> you know, don't think... Around other white people, he probably didn't say that word. Because that's what we do. And in, in the in what we define comfortable. We, we make it comfortable and say these things. So yes, he probably did. I don't hold it against him. And it's only he can say what he wants. But when you come out, <laughs> that's who you are, brother. And guess what else? It's going to show. Like anything. Your true color is going to always shine. Some way, somehow, you're going to say or do something. I have another friend who, we're the same age, 42. I kept his receipt because I knew one day it would come back on me. 
Our kids are the same age. His daughter's prom date was Puerto Rican. I inboxed him and said, hey, man, remember that time on the ship? You said your only request is that if you ever have a daughter that she keeps the race the same because you don't believe in racial mixing. How's that working out for you now? He blocked me. <laughs> he blocked me because he knew. At some point, it's going to come back on you. He probably had that same argument with his daughter. And she still had a picture of her Puerto Rican boyfriend. And she is white. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I see this so often. Someone someone tried that with me the other day. And I was like, newsflash, uh, of the kids that I have, four of them have had what they would define as serious relationships with white people. I love it. And look, man. If we get to a homogenous situation where we have this mixed race evolution, I'm all for it. I wasn't that guy. I I loved it. I'll tell you that now. If you've ever heard me discuss Seattle and when really, when when this life took off for me, not when it started, but when it took off, she was white. (laughs) Yes, very white. And she was awesome. We had a good time. I'm the wrong one for that. I don't want this to be 100% bad because I'm going to say this now. There are allies. If she's listening, and I don't know if she does, Fawn, is that her name? Fawn Coyote, I believe. Huge ally. Um, I've seen her timeline before just during the COVID stuff. And, man, I, I got to be honest with you. If I'm saying your name on my podcast where I get no monetary profit, then I clearly respect the hell out of what you're doing. That goddamn girl's an ally. She has supported more causes than I... And I don't even know how she does it. You know, it's not my place. I don't care how she does it. I just think it's awesome that she does. We need more like her. My guy Spank, he listens. He's a supporter. He's an ally. He talks about Trump worse than I do. (laughs) My guy Spank... uh, (laughs) I I am convinced that <laughs> his thoughts on Trump or, you know, I, I've, I've actually, this is a peek behind the curtain, I've, I've read some of his uh, tweets before on here, just didn't ever call him out by name. But he's an ally, <laughs> huge ally. Um, great guy, too. Um, and there are more. I just want to point out that if you're thinking that all I ever do is sit on here and bash, it's not true at all. Some of my best input comes from people who are not of color. But they see things. And if I'm asked to be a voice or I see things and I say, oh, I can voice that out, then I'm going to do it. And I'll apologize later, but here's the thing. Right now, I got to say it. You know, Emma. Emma's a person of color. But Emma's an awesome ally nonetheless because she's not black. And maybe she is. Maybe she does have African American in her somewhere, somehow. But what I do know is awesome ally thank you um there's so many more sabrina is a risen ally um i i've lost count um there's a couple people in canada they wish to remain anonymous they know who they are oh my god man the allies come and go and there are generally good people in our communities who do not who do not have that bone in their body I, I don't want to just outline the people who I have limited interaction with. There are people in our real life communities who are that way. I'm going to tell you, I've had, <laughs> I have had 
people who make protests a thing of beauty who worked with me and they were not black. They were Hispanic or Asian. They were white because they had a cause and they jumped on that cause. You know, one of Obama's biggest supporters in San Antonio when I was there, I can tell you, that girl was on her grind for him. So let me not go there and not give precedence to those who are actually, or a platform, to those who are doing what they can to ensure that it doesn't persist. But the reality is that this problem is big, man. And we need more voices talking on it and speaking on it. This is supposed to be an episode, because I do want to point out something about the scammers, because there are a couple of scammers amongst us who who deserve a day of reckoning, a dark day of reckoning. And I promise, as long as I can still post on this blog, they will have that day, because there's a whole Reddit, Twitter, Instagram. I've seen, I've seen them, especially Twitter. There are people who are dedicated to outing bad clients, emails, things of that nature. But we don't really out bad providers very often. And there's always a their side of the story. Well, I'm tired of that shit too. Because their side can still be wrong. But if it's a bad client, we have a laundry list of those. Rightfully so. But bad ladies are this. Eric. But you're talking about race today. Well, I am. Because I'm blocked by a couple of these bad providers who I have never met or interacted with. They just passively, aggressively blocked me. Now, how did I know that? Because, you know, on Twitter there's that section where you can post and you can't see the tweet. And I go back and wonder why I can't see it. Oh, it's because she blocked me. It's funny they all have a common theme. <laughs> It's even funnier that on today, I find they are blocked by many others. Because you know why? They're choosing to be silent during the middle of a pandemic. And you're saying, what pandemic? Not the COVID one, guys. We have been killed disproportionately by race since the 60s. Now, we mobilized teams in every state and in certain counties to handle the issue of COVID. Blacks have been tear gassed, hosed, had their dogs seeked on them. We've been shot. We've been shot while unarmed. We've been burned alive, hung. We have had everything happen to us. And I have yet to see the federal government deploy a team to all 50 states. To say we're going to attack the issue of race. Or the issue of just bad cops. They're not going to do that. Because they don't see it. You talk about justice is blind. And somebody who's finishing up a law degree. It truly is. But it's not blind in the way that you think it is. Where it's oh we see things equal and we don't have a bias. No, 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 no. Justice is blind because it has a blind eye to racism doesn't acknowledge us. It doesn't acknowledge non-whites to the extent that it does everyone else. That's why the prison population is so heavily leaned with people of color versus whites. That's why we have longer sentences. That's why we have higher mortality rates. That's why we have 
more things happen to us because the country cares less about us. You know, I'm more, I'm just as hireable with my master's degree as a white felon. <laughs> Can't make it up. And you're probably saying he's full of shit. Google it. Just as hireable. And over time, that white felon would probably make more money than me. Again, you're probably saying he's full of shit. I would tell you, Google it. (laughs) It hurts. It is gut-wrenching to live in this country and see people from other countries go, I mean, America's fucked up. (laughs) I mean, I see people from Iraq and Iran who moved here saying that I left Iraq for this. (laughs) What in the entire, you know, but they have a point. Saddam used to make the news crew read to him every single night before the news was posted. And we now have a president who is trying to censor social media. I need you guys to think about that. Because he thinks he should have the right to go on there and lie. And in the same time, call us thugs. I'm hurt. Because I don't see a relief in sight. We have too many voices in our community, and it's all yielded the same thing. Anger, outrage, protest, nothing. I'm going to keep posting about silence because I need those who do have a voice, who are not black, to start saying things. Because it's the only way anything's going to really happen. You can see a post from a pretty popular provider, throw a name out there like Elliot or someone, and, and, and you say to yourself, well, that's a start. But she's black. I'm black. And anybody else posting that's black, we can do it all day. It's until we directly put feet to the fire of the white clients and the white providers in our community that'll get any kind of change started here. And maybe we can let them know AAs. You know, if you stop retweeting them and supporting their platforms, maybe we'll get some progress. But many of these people are your friends. Friends you've never met. Friends who would not identify you in the airport if they saw you amongst thousands. Or it might hurt your brand or your bag. Well, newsflash. If your brand is being black, you already have one strike. And your bag is insignificant if it was taken with the money of silence. Because you had to sit there and be a good girl. It tells me what you're doing on your date. You're just sitting there. Just letting us do whatever. While you are mentally in Paris. Because you allow it. What kind of dignity is there in that? And it's the same for these clients. You support these ladies. What are you saying? What are you, what are you truly saying? If you support a lady who says. My preference My rules, no AAs. My preference, my rules, no Hispanics. My preference, my rules, no Indians. What are you you saying? What are you saying about that? Yes, I have a listener. She knows who she is. Who can justify. And I've debated her and I will debate her again. You can justify all you want. But it's bullshit. 
To segregate is to hate. Especially now. I'm telling you now. Don't ask me who I'm supporting. I'm supporting the people that's burning shit up. I wish I was there. Target had a great sale on on uh, men's accessories. And I can use some stuff when I wear my suits. <laughs> you know, I'll just be honest with you. I don't walk right in there and just went to one section and walked out. <laughs> I support the rioters. You know how much water costs now? <laughs> Bottled water, 24-pack. To put that in perspective, right? So we shop at Sam's at Costco because I have a big family. But we used to shop at the local grocery store. If you're in Texas, you know all about H-E-B. H-E-B used to charge, get this, for a 24-pack, $1.50. Sometimes $2, but never more. For water. That's like $3 now. So yeah. I'm I'm supporting my people. Because half of them aren't getting assistance fast enough. Half of them don't even have masks. Another half. Are dealing with COVID in their own families. Because we're disproportionately hit by that too. So if we're not dealing with race. We're dealing with health issues. And y'all are asking us to have peace and understanding right now. Well, fuck that. Peace and understanding has to start from y'all first. And then I'll probably get to it. If you made it this far, I thank you for listening. No commercial breaks today. Just me and the raw. I'm not even going to end the same way I do. I'm going to say keep the dialogue going. Talk to your people. And uh, if you have any questions, DM me. Hit me up. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, See you next week. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show today. Um, Next week we'll be back to talk regularly scheduled client fun stuff. I'm going to touch on scammers a little bit more. I'm going to touch on touring. And um, I guess I'll probably have a guest. If I don't, guys, you know how I do it. We get down and we still have fun. Just had a date. Um, she was amazing. God bless. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next week.